the end of the day, if you're interrupted 20 times a day, which most people are, if not more, how much time and productivity have you lost? And then you wonder why you haven't sold any products or services or gotten any deals, and then you get demotivated. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, we have Everold Reed with us today, and we're talking about how to motivate yourself in outside sales. By way of introduction, Everold is a, a sales coach, speaker, and author of The Reed Method, a blueprint for achieving sales mastery. Everold has over 25 years of sales and marketing experience in the retail, automotive, and advertising industries. His advice and insights on automotive selling and marketing are sought after by some of the world's top automotive brands, Toyota, Lexus, etc. As a sales coach and mentor, he helps sales teams implement tools and action plans to improve their sales processes and hit targets faster. Everold is also the host of the Read Method Insider podcast, a great show where I had the pleasure of being a guest on there a few yeah. months ago. Everold, welcome to welcome to Outside Sales Talk. This is fun. I can't believe uh, we're now reciprocating. I, <laughs> yeah, when I when I uh, reached out to you, or you had reached out, your company had reached out to me uh, earlier in the year. Uh, I thought that was a very engaging episode too. I learned a lot from uh, about Badger Maps and about outside sales reps from your software and your business. And I've been following it since. So thanks very much. Fantastic. Well, it's, it's, I'm excited to have you here today and uh, get some of your insights on motivation out to, the, out to our listeners. So Absolutely. first question, just to jump right in. Every outside salesperson has highs and lows in their career and has to deal with rejection, obstacles, etc. It's easy to get discouraged by that. What strategies and techniques can salespeople use to motivate themselves consistently and keep their drive alive? Well, I learned the hard way and it took me years to learn this. So anyone listening, uh, here are the facts. And uh, from somebody who is you know, in their late 40s and had been in sales two and a half, almost three decades, is you have to adapt personal development as the cornerstone uh, for your ultimate success. Um, the days of waiting for clients to show up or call you back and you know the, the demand um, of your product or service are done. Um, you have to have you know, the discipline, the, the discipline to engage in personal development. And in my, what I've learned, and I wish I had done this years before, decades before is to adapt personal development as a cornerstone of your success plan. And you will not get discouraged if you're consistently learning. So, and that's what I've been doing more and more lately. I've learned in the past five years more than I've learned in many years before because of what I now practice. Um, so I have, you know, all these daily rituals and stuff. So find ways to deliver more value to your clients. And the way to do that is to be able to consistently learn more about how you cannot be demotivated. So every day when I'm going to work, whether I made no sales yesterday or I'm having a bad morning or whatever, I always find ways to dive into my tools, my success tools and my motivational tools to get myself and my mind ready. Okay. And, and specifically, how, how do you do that? Like, what are your, what are your tools and how do you dive into them like that? 
the most successful way is to have a routine and any successful uh, salesperson or successful business person has a morning or a nightly routine. And those routines usually either end the night with setting goals for the next morning or the first thing you do in the morning is set your goals and plan your day. And for some, that routine may include some, some sort of meditation or some sort of motivation, whether you're listening to something or watching you know, something on YouTube or favorite whatever. Uh, favorite, your favorite motivational speaker, um, could be a song, could be anything that gets you energized and ready. And then you have to have that routine down. So that routine has to be down pat. And then you have to set your, your goals for the day. I, I don't leave my house into my car without those goals already in my mind or written down. And the best thing is to write them down. And so you have to practice structuring your day, structuring your day first and foremost. And so that's ritual number one, which basically is goal setting. And then number two, um, like I said, some people will meditate and set their, get their mind in the right place so that they can leave. And whether you pick up a coffee or whatever and you have on the way to, to work, you're in that space. You're getting yourself psyched up and ready. And so you're getting your mind primed and then on your way to work, you're listening to shows like, you know, uh, Outside Sales Podcast, or you're listening to the Read Method Podcast, or I got to where I am by listening to others, watching others, and in that net time in your car, driving to work or driving to your first outside sales call, you want to make sure that you're listening to, you know, whatever drives you. And to be honest with you folks, it's not music you know, you can listen to a song or two, but don't let that be consuming your day um, or the news or because it's mostly negative, you know. And if you, even if you're a, the biggest sports fan, that's one good thing to do. But you don't let that consume your day. Always be listening to things that teach you how to get better, how to, you know, craft your next sales conversation, how to get the next best ideas. And that's what I constantly do every single morning. I've read now six books or seven books just in the last four months on Audible. And prior to that, uh, Stephen, I read three books in my entire life. So there's always a way. Of <laughs> I swear, I mean, there's no excuse for anyone. There's no excuse for anyone anymore to, to go to work without a plan, without the right mindset in, in sales to be successful. Yeah, I, I think I think planning is so important. Um, I try to do this every day. I, I don't always succeed, but I try to, at the beginning of the day, I have a, a calendar invite every morning to, uh, that I call MIT, more, most important thing. And I'm not sure where I picked this up. This is nothing that I made up. So I, I read about it somewhere, but, uh -huh. but it was have a list of the most important things that you want to get done today and, yeah. uh, and put it in that calendar entry. And in that way you can, when you're like, oh, what do I do next? You've, the failover should always be to check that calendar entry and be like, oh, well, this was the most important thing. I should do this. And I guess it's kind of a kind of a riff on the whole, um, you know, do something that's urgent but not important. Do, do the things that are urgent and important first, then, ur then important but not urgent. Basically do what's important before what's, what's urgent. And there's that, you know, that Eisenhower matrix that uh, – that's so popular where, where you, you know, kind of have things that are urgent versus the things that are important. And you never want to do the things that aren't urgent, but aren't important. Mm -hmm. And you want to delegate the things that are urgent, but are not important. 
and you want to do the things that are urgent and, and are important and then the things that are not urgent and and are important. That's where you want to spend your time on what's important, basically. So that's that's been a thing that I've used and it has worked great for me. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there, I've learned a lot too about uh, planning and I continue to find ways to do that uh, to improve my efficiency and my productivity because I still feel, even though you know you and I are both busy people, my, I, I can speak for myself where I know I can even be more productive. So uh, I, I just finished reading this book uh, called Deep Work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so <laughs> I'm trying to learn different ways. And uh, Darren Hardy has uh, insane productivity, uh, that webinar. So anywhere I can pick up tips uh, on, on being more efficient, uh, I definitely want to do that. I read uh, I read in your book that the thoughts you have around procrastination and how procrastination comes from a lack of motivation. Do you have any tips for salespeople who put off doing certain tasks that might be unpleasant but need to be done? So the, the admin work, the prospecting, the dealing with difficult customers, etc. How do you avoid procrastinating there? Well, it, it was always one of my weakest um, point, uh, weakest habit, so to speak, uh, over the years was, you know, always just wait until the last minute or the last few days to get things done. And, you know, what you find is procrastination really is a momentum killer. Because even those who have had, let's say, a great day or a great few days, then they're the ones that literally take a step back and procrastinate because you've had a few good days. Instead of pushing forward, kill the week to assassinate the week, so to speak, from a business perspective. Or those who know what they, that they should follow up, they should send the follow-up email, drop in, um, send the proposal, make send the quote, whatever, and they don't, or they don't in time, and lose business because of procrastination. Um, so I, I find that it's a huge motivational killer, it's a huge momentum killer, and definitely a huge deal killer, because... Today, when people respond, and I, and I still sell actively with Lexus, so if you don't respond right away to people, especially with electronic leads these days, you are pretty much toast. So there's no more waiting. You can't say, well, you know, I'm going to get back to them tomorrow. Even if they said tomorrow or, or you know, 48 hours is good, I, I don't recommend that at all. So procrastinated in setting goals, procrastinated in following up, procrastinating in, liter- in doing research, in investing in yourself. Uh, those, I find all they do is cost you money and cost you business. So I encourage anybody who are in outside sales or inside sales like I am, because you're managing yourself, really, if you're an outside sales rep, uh, that's one behavior you have to kill. And as Charles Schwab says, you have to eradicate the human behavior of relaxing. So that's my, that's my one tip. All right. Well, that, that's a great tip. Um, what are some things that you think cause salespeople to feel unmotivated that they should avoid doing? Yeah. Th- th- this, avoid your lazy coworkers, straight up. This is, this is you know, no BS, uh, you know, talk here. The people around you can be the biggest drainers of your energy and productivity and efficiency. So I make a point of like usually on Mondays, I, I would try to get into the office like at 7 or 7.30 to start off before anybody else gets there for 9 o'clock, uh, right? So that you can plan. And the reason I do that is because I don't need the distraction. 
Mm-hmm. So, so one of the things that does kill your motivation is the fact that once everybody is around you or you're fielding everybody's phone call or text messages or Facebook this and, and that, you're allowing these people to demotivate you by, by sucking your time and sucking your energy and your focus away from what you really should be doing. So, so that's one thing I, 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 I practice more now is um, literally, even though my office is a glass door, I close the glass door so <laughs> they, they can see me, you know, they're sliding glass doors, they can see me and I just wave, mm-hmm. you know, or I'll keep my head down and uh, so they can leave me alone because it's usually not important. It's usually, you know, a coffee break or something they want to talk about in sports or what they did over the weekend. And, at the end of the day, if you're interrupted 20 times a day, which most people are, if not more, how much time and productivity have you lost? And then you wonder why you haven't sold any products or services or gotten any deals, and then you get demotivated. It's because you're allowing people to suck the energy out of you. I've seen a lot of people that work from home talk about how much more they get done at home than they than they get done when they go into the office just because you do take away all those distractions and, mm-hmm. and uh, challenges. I, uh, I always come into the office myself, but that's because a lot of the things that I do are face-to-face. But when I, when I was in outside sales, I, I did work from home or from the road all the time. And I, would, I was rarely in the office and rarely getting, and I, and I did find when I went in, you know, all the social catching up and, and yeah. people that want to chit chat that takes away from your productivity for certain. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't talk to your coworkers or, you know, don't socialize, but there's a time and place for all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you structure your day and, and soon enough, your coworkers and your bosses will realize Stephen is in the zone between 730 and 930. You know, yeah. don't, don't bug him or you have what's called, um, you know, a power hour, power hours or, you know, jam sessions, according to uh, Darren Hardy. That's how he refers to them. But mm-hmm. there are times of the day you have to put aside and your team will know that, OK, he's busy. He's, he's strategizing. He's getting ready for his week or his day uh, or he's following up with with clients and, and, and they stay away. Yeah, we we have a rule at Badger. If someone has their headphones on, leave them alone. <laughs> let them let that means they're in the they're they're locked in and locked into their work and they're doing stuff. Yeah, whatever works, right? Whatever works. And sometimes you can put a sign on your door like a hotel sign that says I'll be available at. You're not saying that you're not available, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're just saying I'll be available at. Yeah, well, I, I I tell people on my team to email me if they need something, even if they're in the same room, because if I have my, my headphones on, I'm trying to figure something out or I'm, I'm doing the deep work, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, one of my colleagues, just before we leave this point here, um, he his autoresponder on his email will say what time he'll be available. For sales managers, it's a part of their job to motivate their sales reps and make sure they perform at their best. How can managers set the right incentives for their team to increase motivation and therefore drive results? I have a big issue with this one because having been a senior manager, um, as is written on my book and was endorsed by the owner of our dealerships, he alluded to the fact that he's never seen someone so focused and dedicated to achieving goals. And that was unsolicited uh, endorsement, but I, I was very taken back when he wrote that off me. But what I see today in managers is managers um, like to, you know, delegate and boss people around and give orders, but they are not doers. So 
you know, if you listen to uh, Richard Branson, he'll tell you that the best managers and motivators are the ones that lead by example. They're the ones that first show how something could be done better and have a discussion uh, and ask questions and come to a conclusion rather than just say, do this and do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and oftentimes those bosses don't get very far uh, and their productivity is, is, is actually lower, much lower than the bosses that will actually lead by example. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah, so I find that, you know, even today where I work, um, I'm often there earlier than most. There are one, there's one manager that usually is, is there earlier than, you know, or early uh, than the sales staff, but most aren't. And it's, and then if you're asking somebody to stay late, but you're also, but you're going home at five or you're going home early, how does that actually look? And, 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 and where's the accountability for the manager for, for himself? So I think it's more about adapting collaborative thinking uh, between your sales team and management and strategizing. And that's how, when you do it together, you'll find that salespeople are more driven from the inclusion and the collaboration more than basically being ordered around. Well, the next section is sales in 60 seconds, where what we do is we all ask a series of questions and the goal is to answer each question in a minute. So uh, for starters, what is your biggest motivation in your role as a sales coach and a consultant? I like to see and hear when people say, oh my God, I can't believe how you made it sound much easier for me. I can't believe how you made me realize how much capabilities I have within me. Or you brought out my true abilities. What would you say the key thing that you do is that, that brings out those true abilities and brings out that motivation? I think it's the way that I elaborate and coordinate and give examples of my true experiences in the examples that I teach. So if I'm talking about, I'm very big on the philosophy and understanding the why and the how. And my book was kind of written around that premise where it's, it's better if, you know, instead of saying, go do this, do that, and here's a procedure and a strategy to follow. Well, why is that important? How is that important? How does that make sense? So if you explain to salespeople so that they understand why you're asking them to do something and then you're showing them how it actually works, they realize their own inner strengths. So I've left workshops where I've had people go back and rip up their existing sales plan and double and triple it because they've now realized that they are much more capable than they thought before. Awesome. Well, you have one of the... Uh one of the most popular podcasts around on sales. After interviewing so many successful sales professionals on that podcast, what message or advice have you found to be particularly valuable? I learned that, because I reached out and, and I've had some very notable guests on the show, and, and I consider your, you know, I talk about your company a lot, even though it's relatively new, but, the, but, but what you do is important to the show, okay? But to have Les Brown, Tom Hopkins, uh, many other world-renowned, you know, motivational and sales practitioners on the show. I think the one lesson that I, and the one takeaway is if you actually set those goals high and ask people, you'd be surprised that they're, they're, they're willing to say yes. So not to be afraid to go after the big fish, so to speak. Awesome. 
what's your favorite sales tool or app that you use on a regular basis? I use multiple things. Um, for me, I started listening to Success Magazine podcast and their CDs. And it's not all about sales. It's about motivation. It's about how to do things. It's about taking action. Um, so I listened to that. And that's how I started my podcast because there was one episode there about not procrastinating with Mel Robbins and the five second rule, which is a very popular book now. So uh, instead of worrying about what your website's going to look like, it, it, you know, whether it's blue or red or pink, the bottom line is to start. And because it's not going to be the same color in six months anyway. So, but if you don't start, nothing will ever happen. And there goes the procrastination question again. So it's all about starting. And that's, so I listened to that episode, uh, sorry, to that uh, show uh, religiously. I've listened to guys like Earl Nightingale and Jim Rohn, the foundation sales and motivational trainers. Those are the trainers that... Got the current guys like Anthony Robbins, for example, sold Jim Rohn's courses in the back in the day. They've attended Tom Hopkins seminars back in the day. The Grand Cardones of sales today. Um, those are the guys that are the current uh, powerhouses of the sales training world. But I listen more to the foundational guys and learn from them as well. And so I, I'm on that a lot. So it's YouTube. It's um, Salesforce. Um, and success. And uh, I like the Believe, uh, Evan Carmichael. He's got a very good YouTube channel. I, I listen to him a lot. What is the five second rule? You mentioned that. I, I'm kind of curious. So, the five second rule from Mel Robbins, uh, that book was written on the premise that, the, and, and the, the, the fundamental example is you get up, you set your clock for six o'clock in the morning to get up, right? And six o'clock comes around and the alarm goes off. And the immediate tendency of anyone is to hit this snooze button, right? Mm -hmm. And most people will hit that two, three, four times before they get up. And then by the time that happens, you know, it's 620. So the science behind it is the mechanisms uh, within your brain are designed to talk you out of what you know you're supposed to do. But if you actually react and do it within five seconds, you actually can over, override that deficiency. So, oh. so, so it's, it's on the premise of counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one, and get up. Okay. So okay. you get up and you count backwards. But the bottom line is if you count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, you've, you've pretty much overridden the, the power of your brain trying to tell you to stay in bed. Very cool. Very cool tip. Yeah, I, I always try to avoid the snooze button. I don't, I don't feel. I feel like if I, I should have just set the first alarm later. If, I, if I'm going to hit the snooze button, because I, I feel like it's not good sleep. I feel like it makes you honestly. Laugh. Honestly, that happened to me this morning too, and I was pissed and, <laughs> because, and and it's never a good thing. It never ends well, folks, because you're going to be mad at yourself. You know, I planned out my whole day last night, right? I put everything in schedule in the calendar, including this podcast. And then, you know, 4.30 a.m., which is, I know it's, it's ungodly, but I wanted to get some things done before and then get to the gym for six and then this and that. And honestly, I hit the snooze button because, <laughs> you know, I could blame it on the barbecue yesterday, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't feel good when I was driving into work. So it's not worth it, folks. 
<laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> Is there a particular movie you think every salesperson should watch and learn from? Oh my good. I looked up, <laughs> I looked up this, the name of it and I, the name escapes me, but it's the one with the stockbroker. Boiler room. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, there's some classic quotes from there for sure. Yeah. I've never watched that movie in its entirety, by the way. I've seen bits and pieces of it. <laughs> So. It's it's good. It's 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 definitely worth checking out for sure. Yeah, and the one with Will Smith uh, when he also got the job as a oh, yeah, yeah, where he's selling that machine. That's a great one. I forget the title of that, but that that is a that's a great sales movie. Yeah. What what's your best sales advice that you would like to give for our listeners? It's definitely folks to invest in yourself first. I really regret regret not investing in myself at an earlier age. I'm not afraid to say I'm 48 years old, but the, the discipline of putting yourself first as far as your life and your health and your career is utmost important because, yeah, you got to invest in yourself as a person, which means you're making your life better, which means you can produce and be a better salesperson or be a better husband or a better father or wife or whatever. But you have to put yourself in that position to win. And in order to put yourself in the position to win, uh, more in sales, you have to first take care of yourself and you have to invest in yourself. Warren Buffett will tell you the greatest investment you can make is not the billions of dollars that he has, but it's in yourself. Fantastic advice. Truly fantastic. Yeah. Uh, as a final takeaway for the salespeople listening who may feel unmotivated, unmotivated or stuck, what, what should they do as a first step today to get out of the slump and motivate themselves? Well, I had Les Brown on the show two episodes ago for his third appearance, and he's been very generous with, with his time. So, um, and we, the episode was about getting unstuck. And uh, I, there was a lot of takeaways from that, but a lot of it has to shift in, uh, has to do about shifting your mindset. And in order to shift that mindset, you literally have to adapt the principle of you know, invest in the time and the discipline to listen to others or to maybe get a coach or to, you know, ask for help. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, where do you get the best sales tip? Who do you listen to? You know, go to the number one sales rep and say, how do you do this? Listen to a show like mine or yours. Call us for help. I mean, I respond to, to anyone who, who sends me an email or, or a message and saying, hey, can you you know, give me some advice on this. So uh, motivating yourself first starts with self-discipline and investing in yourself because you'll find all the motivation you need in the resources. And there's so much resources out there. There's no shortage of finding ways to motivate yourself. Awesome. Well, Everold, I'm going to try to summarize all the things that we've talked about today in a minute here. So to motivate yourself in sales, you have to adapt personal development as the cornerstone of your ultimate success. Yes. Find out what kinds of tools or strategies work for you personally and help you stay motivated. Yeah. The best way could be to develop a morning and or nightly routine. For example, set your goals for the day every morning or every night for the next day. So first, practice structuring your day and set your goals. Second, meditate or do whatever works for you to get your mind in the right space. Third, on your way to work or your first meeting, listen to a podcast or something that drives you in a positive way to develop yourself. Procrastination is not only a momentum killer, but also a deal killer. If you don't respond to people right away and push things off, 
you'll lose the deals. It only costs you more time, money, and business, so procrastination is crucial to avoid. One tip is to stay away from lazy coworkers. Make <laughs> sure you surround yourself by people that work the way you want to work and that give you motivation instead of drain your drain your energy. And I guess not just lazy coworkers, but coworkers that you know aren't, aren't helping you be more productive. That's right. You know, you can yeah. talk about you can talk about Sunday's game for a half hour, you know, in the break room, but that does not help you close more deals. Yeah, yeah. The ceaseless solicitation on your time um, doesn't help you. Avoid interruptions and distractions to stay productive and focused on whatever is most important and needs to be done at the moment. As a sales manager, you need to be a role model and lead by example. Adapt collaborative thinking and inclusion between you and your team to increase their motivation. Another tip from Everold is to set your goals high and don't be afraid to go after the big fish. Drop the five second rule, react within five seconds and just start things without thinking about them too long and you trick your brain and get more things done. Get out of bed in the morning by counting backwards to f- from five. Yeah. Avoid that snooze button. It's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, uh, if you don't start, nothing will ever happen. It's all about taking action and just making the first steps toward your goal. Even if it's not perfect, just get started somewhere. Finally, always invest in yourself first and develop self-discipline to motivate yourself become a better salesperson. Take advantage of all the motivational books, blogs, podcasts, etc. out there. This has been fantastic, Everold. Tell me, where can listeners read more about your work and where can they reach out to you? Well, thereadmethod.com. That's the website and the book is called The Read Method and it is a blueprint for achieving sales mastery based on my now 28 years of sales uh, uh, success not just in the automotive field, but in the advertising. And the eight years I spent in advertising and marketing was in the outdoor sales field, traveling all of North America, knocking on doors, folks. Okay, so I know what that's like. I actually enjoyed that very much. Uh, Facebook, uh, at The Read Method. Um, There's also one for Everold Read. It's still business, so hit me up there. Instagram, LinkedIn. Okay, most of you sales folks on LinkedIn, reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, Everold Read or The Read Method. I'd love to connect with you. Uh, and subscribe. Go to the website and you can subscribe to my blogs, my podcasts. It's all free. And uh, anyone looking to ramp up sales for the next second half of this year or to kickstart next year, reach out to me. I'll be happy to deliver one of my you know, workshops that will definitely get your butts in gear, you know, to, to sell and become a top super, super achiever. Awesome. Well, this has been fantastic having you on the show, Everold. I hope everyone's enjoyed this episode of Outside Sales Talk. Uh, always feel free to give us feedback at feedback at outsidesalestalk.com. Please subscribe us, subscribe to us and leave us a review, help spread the word. Uh, thanks again, Everold, for being on the show, and I will talk to you soon. Yes, I've had fun, Stephen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take, Take care. care.